Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. I am your host, Alicia. Here we talk all things food, freedom, fitness, and life transformation. It is great to be back here with you again this week. Really enjoying the cooler weather here as we are definitely kind of heading into fall and getting ready to get the kids back to school in a couple of weeks. In Oregon, we go back after Labor Day, which I do kind of like, although I am realizing it is definitely quite a bit later than most other places in the the U.S. So today I wanted to chat with you about something that I see so common in my clients, in the diet and the health and the fitness industry, and I wanted to just kind of share a little bit of my perspective on it, give you some of my insight and some of my own experience around this. So I want to know if you are one of those people that either A, finds all of their enjoyment, all of that kind of fun and satisfaction in eating and food, or do you typically find yourself being that person that is kind of living for that cheat day or that cheat meal? Now, I don't really think that I even knew what a cheat day was until I started prepping for the figure competitions that I did, gosh, almost 10 years ago. Until that time, I think that I really just kind of ate pretty balanced, although when I really reflect back on it, there was definitely some of that orthorexic and kind of disordered behavior around food, um, especially when I was really into kind of the clean eating diet, I guess, if you will. And you can hear a little bit more about that in a couple episodes back. It was all about orthorexia and kind of that unhealthy obsession with healthy foods. But really until that time, I feel like I just kind of, if I wanted some dessert or if I wanted something sweet, then I would eat it. And I didn't really have this sense that I needed to like completely go and have a whole entire day where I was just eating whatever I wanted, right? Or really even the meals. Like I don't know that I really had even, you know, these quote unquote cheat meals that I was eating until I started prepping for bodybuilding competitions. However, I am definitely seeing it pop up more and more and more in a lot of the fitness spaces that I'm in. And I think it's because there's been kind of this general trend that I've noticed where it's kind of like the mainstream idea around being healthy and fit really has to do so much with I think what we see in kind of the figure competitions, the bodybuilding world, where that has really kind of become, um, you know, the aesthetic that we're after and really like this lifestyle that seems to be like healthy and fit rather than it being a sport, right? Or being something that only a few people or like a smaller percentage of the population did. And so it was like the more that I became focused and hyper-focused on my diet and really restricting, really counting the macros, that was when I really started to notice kind of that um, food obsession and really just kind of finding myself thinking about food all the time. There was all of that mental and emotional deprivation around food and restriction. And it was like the more that I got into that, the more that I really found myself kind of in that place of feeling more out of control around food on either the cheat day or the cheat meal. And so if you are really feeling like you're super restrictive around food or when you do start a new diet or you do kind of make this attempt at a new healthy lifestyle change where you're making some changes to your nutrition, 
but you're finding it really hard to kind of stick with it long term. And then when you do have a meal that's maybe, you know, quote unquote off plan or, um, you know, isn't a part of the meal plan, you find yourself just overeating, overdoing it, then chances are there's some of that same kind of mentality and that emotional and mental uh, deprivation and restriction that's happening for you too. So just notice, you know, do you, you know, when you decide to eat something that is maybe you know, not a part of your diet or not a part of, you know, whatever plan you're on, do you find it hard to be able to kind of listen to your body and eat enough, but not overdo it, then there's a chance that that's kind of is what's driving it. It's sort of is that same mentality as what I was experiencing as a figure competitor. And, you know, having to have kind of the the food prepping and the nutrition be so on point um, and, and having it to be so exact, there was really not a whole lot of room for things that weren't on plan. And I see this a lot too with folks, with clients that come to me, is that they have been trying so hard to be, you know, quote unquote good or eat, you know, good and, and all of this stuff that um, they really aren't leaving a whole lot of room to eat other foods that they might enjoy. And so again, it's this idea that, you know, maybe you have this thought that you should be eating perfect. You should never eat ice cream again. You should not have the cookies. You should not have the wine or whatever. And then when you do, you find it really hard to be able to self-regulate, to eat according to your body's hunger and fullness cues and things like that. So for me, back when I was competing and I would have these cheat days or these cheat meals, I would eat until I was stuffed because I knew that the next day or at that next meal, it would be back to being so strict and so restricted around food. And so just notice if that's kind of the approach that you have or if that's where you find yourself is that you're trying to be so quote unquote good or following a specific plan that you find yourself in kind of those what the heck moments where it's like, I might as well eat it all, get it all in because I don't know when I'm going to have this again. And this is really a big part of kind of that diet mentality that keeps us in that loop of sort of that binge and restrict. When you focus on just a certain amount of time of eating right or eating on plan, and then when that willpower caves, you just really can't take it anymore and you just find yourself kind of in that binge pattern. You completely ignore your body's cues and you're just eating and eating and eating because it's there, because you can, because it feels like that momentary relief, right? It's almost like the more strict, the more restricted you are and feeling controlled by food, that creates kind of this stress, right? And it might be sort of the stress that's humming in the background. But then when you eat, when you have sort of that binge moment, it feels like relief. It feels like all of that pressure that has been building up, it it leaves, it feels good in the moment, but it creates this wake and it kind of puts us back on that cycle of where we think, oh my gosh, I have to get back on plan, I have to get back on track. And oftentimes we end up going back even more strict than what we were before because we think, oh my gosh, I have to undo what I just did with that last big meal. And so oftentimes, as you can imagine, and maybe this is something that you have even experienced yourself, these patterns of like overeating or the cheat days or the cheat meals or that that temporary binge is followed by intense feelings of guilt, anger, maybe some shame, definitely frustration, defeat, and just kind of this general sense of discouragement. So why on the one hand, you know, in this bodybuilding world, does it seem normal or even healthy to be kind of going through this binge and restrict 
cycle of cheat days and then being super restricted and strict on food, but not necessarily in other circles or situations. And I want to argue that probably neither of them are really healthy mentally or emotionally. I know for myself, it didn't matter if I was bodybuilding or, you know, even post bodybuilding when I still kind of had a lot of that mentality and a lot of that fear around food, I experienced a lot of the same emotional stress and anxiety and fear around food. So I would argue that it really isn't healthy in either setting, whether you're competing for shows or not. It's just in the one setting, it really is something that is practiced. It's kind of, it's like what you do. And I think unfortunately we're seeing that even bleed out into the mainstream mentality around food and exercise as well. And so maybe you don't find yourself being as strict or restricted as I was, or maybe not that extreme. You might find it looking maybe just a little bit more like using food as a form of escape or excitement in your life. Maybe you think that you have been working super hard. You've been being really good, you know, again, in the air quotes about what you've been eating and you're going out with your family or the girls. And you might have that thought that like, I deserve to eat whatever I want. Like I deserve this. And so that's just something else to be kind of aware of too. It's like when we are creating sort of this moral idea around food or around our behavior with food, then we set ourselves up for these moments where we, we want to rebel because we want to relax, right? We want to celebrate. We want to, I don't know. It, it's this weird thing, right? It's like, it's almost that where like being bad feels good in the moment, but then we're left with all of the aftermath. So when we really work to just kind of remove this idea of there are good ways to eat or bad ways to eat, or you're being good if you follow certain behaviors and bad when you don't, if we just kind of take that all away, then it becomes so much easier to kind of make these clean decisions around food. And I almost hesitated with that word clean, because again, in the dieting world or in the anti-diet space, there can be kind of this negative connotation with clean, like clean eating. But for the sake of this, it's just like making decisions around food or around exercise based on what you want, what your goals are, and what's going to move you towards that rather than moving you away. So it's like when you are approaching food from this place of using it as an escape, then you really are using it as a crutch. You're using it as this way to kind of let loose in your life. And oftentimes it's because you're not really finding other places in your life where you have that enjoyment, where you have that satisfaction. And so food becomes a really easy way for us to do that. Now, the issue here is not necessarily that you're enjoying food and it's not even that you're eating something that feels maybe indulgent or over the top. It's more the way that you're looking at the food and possibly the lack of rest or the lack of excitement and fun in the rest of your life. And as a result, many of my clients end up turning to food for that little bit of escape or that little bit of fun in their lives, right? This might be that thing that you do after the kids are in bed, after a long day of work, you sit down on the couch with your favorite treat. And it's like you've been waiting for that moment all day long. It's it's almost like that sense of relief, you know, if you've been super stressed, super on edge all day, and then five o'clock comes and you grab that drink, right? And you feel this like temporary sense of relief. I want to offer that we don't want to be using food or alcohol or TV or any of that stuff as a crutch or as an escape from our life, right? So it's just being aware of that and just noticing if that's the tendency and the pattern right now. And this is where you're looking at how you're currently thinking about 
viewing food as crucial and how the, you know, the way that you're thinking about food, the way that you're viewing it, that really impacts and informs the decisions that you're making. And so if you are noticing that you have kind of a ton of feelings or of deprivation or restriction, then naturally your willpower to only eat those quote unquote good foods is going to waver throughout the day possibly, but definitely throughout the week, which is where I've seen that a lot with people that I've worked with is that, you know, they might feel like on a Monday, they're starting off super strong by Wednesday, maybe that willpower is kind of starting to wane. And then that's where oftentimes you see kind of this weekend binge fest or the weekend sort of overeating or, um, you know, whatever. It's it's kind of that mentality, like even with work, right? Where it's like, okay, I just have to get through till Friday. I just have to make it to Friday. And then the weekend comes and it feels like this way to really just blow off steam. So just notice if that's something that you're doing. And if on the other hand, you are the one calling the shots with your food choices. So meaning you're not really feeling controlled by you know, a diet or a meal plan or food in general, and you feel like you're in control, then you can either preemptively plan for treats and different things without feeling like you're losing control around the food, or you can maybe just sort of eat a little bit of it every single day and just kind of have, you know, have it and know that you can have it whenever you want it. And then that also kind of lessens the urge or the desire to just continually overeat it. Remember, food is neutral, right? So there really is no good or bad foods, just like we talked about a few minutes ago. There really, it's just food. And you get to decide what you want to eat, how much of it, and when, all the time, every single day. You get to decide this based on your goals, your preferences, your lifestyle, and how your body responds. And as long as you're kind of delegating or shifting that responsibility to a diet or a meal plan or to even a coach or a trainer, you're going to be trying to do it based on sheer willpower, which we know is finite and limited. And the more that you have to use willpower, the weaker that it gets. So to eliminate this idea of cheat days, you are either going to have to decide that you don't have a desire for those foods anymore that you used to quote unquote cheat with, or you're going to want to make a plan to include and incorporate those foods into your plans and your eating. Again, like I said, throughout the day, throughout the week. For example, you might know that there are certain foods your body doesn't respond well to. It might be really easy for you to just decide that you don't want to eat those foods anymore. However, for others, other foods, it might be something that you decide you want to include, but you don't want to binge or feel out of control around it. And with these foods, you may just decide to plan ahead to have them at certain meals or certain days. Or again, it might be something that you just decide that you're going to have a little bit of every single day. I know in kind of the intuitive eating space or that community, they talk about giving yourself full permission to eat a certain food until that desire lessens or goes away. And for some people, I think that this works and this can be helpful. Um, For others, though, it's maybe not so helpful. So whichever approach you end up taking, whether you decide to plan ahead to eat it or you're going to include it and incorporate it a little bit every day, you know, I'm always a fan of doing kind of that internal work as well. So you want to make sure that you're checking in with yourself mentally and emotionally, as well as physically while eating foods and really just understanding why you're doing the things that you're doing around food, whether that's the cheat days or the restriction or you know, feeling super stressed around it, just really like getting super curious and just understanding why you do what you do around food is incredibly powerful. 
get to know what that driving behavior is of the binging and the restricting or the cheat days or even, you know, when you're finding yourself being super excited around food and finding it hard to kind of regulate or listen to your body, just know like what is behind that? What's kind of driving that? And like I said, for a lot of the the women that I work with, it simply is just a lack of having other outlets that are enjoyable or other experiences in their lives. So you want to just kind of zoom out and look at how this particular behavior is impacting your life overall. Is it moving you toward your goal or away from your goals of being healthy and fit not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Is this something that's creating food freedom for you or putting you in food prison? Next, you're gonna wanna look at whether you're using food as entertainment or as a source of fun and excitement in your life. And is it really the only source for you? For so many of those working moms and the working women I work with, this is one of the first things that we we start to look at when they come to work with me. Without even knowing it, food has become one of the only things that they really feel like they have to look forward to in their life. And this could be even if they love what they do for work, you know, even if they love their kids and things like that. It's just oftentimes it's go, 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 get through the to-do list that there's not a lot of time included in with things that bring excitement or bring joy into their days. So without even knowing it, whether it's going out to eat or maybe simply overeating a food that they really enjoy, they do it because it's there and it's providing that temporary boost in their moods. And like I said, just that, that moment of relief and satisfaction. So if this is the case for you, then I just want you to consider maybe some other ways that you might be able to find enjoyment and satisfaction in your life right now. How can you sit down at a meal or go out to eat without food being kind of that main highlight? When my clients start adding in those other things that bring them the joy or they learn to be more in the moment at mealtimes, the excitement around food just kind of naturally dies down. It just lessens and they don't really have to do anything about that. They're more able to kind of tune into their bodies, the cues, the signals that it's sending, be present in the conversation and the people that they're with. And they end up honoring their bodies and themselves way more. As always, it starts with some awareness. So just notice if you're ascribing to that sort of cheat day or cheat meal mentality and why. What's Again, what's the driver behind that behavior? Do you think that it's something that's honestly helping you or hindering you? And then you want to notice, again, if you're using food as that primary source of excitement in your life. What else might you want to sub or sort of add in instead? Remembering that food always only ever provides temporary pleasure. Yes, I do believe it's meant for us to enjoy and can definitely be a part in bringing us together around the table. I think the issue becomes more when we are using it as a crutch or as a way to hide in our lives. And then it becomes more of a barrier than something that is helping us. So hopefully this was helpful for you. Again, to just notice if you have kind of that cheat day or that cheat meal mentality. Um, And it could definitely even just be something as simple as when you find yourself being like overly hyped about certain foods, right? That could just definitely be kind of a clue that there's some stuff to just explore. Like what, you know, where are you really being restrictive or deprived or where have you given your power over to a diet or to a coach or to a meal plan? How can you start to take some of that back, whether that's including it, the foods a little bit throughout the week, or, you know, maybe just planning ahead and having something to um, 
you know, look forward to down the road. And then also looking for, you know, am I using food as my primary source of satisfaction or joy? Or am I using it as kind of like a stress reliever at the end of the day? What other things could I maybe factor in or add in to help as well with that? So hopefully this was helpful for you. Again, feel free to share this with anybody that you think might need it. And if you are so inclined, please consider leaving a review that helps put the show in front of more people in more hands. And that is what we want. We want to get this message of the stronger way out to as many people as we can. Thank you so much for spending your time with me this week. I hope that this was helpful for you. And if you are looking to take this work deeper and you're ready to get started on your non-diet journey with me, I want to invite you to email alicia at aliciacarlson.com or come connect with me over on Instagram or Facebook. I'll be sure to have all those links in the show notes below. Until next week, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.